How did you know all that stuff? I did my research. You're listening to Fresh Take, a movie podcast. We're digging up unwanted, subjective opinions on film. I'm Emily Murray. And I'm Mary Kate Martin. Let's dive in. All right, so this week's movie is our first musical. Whoop, whoop, whoop. And I think our first best picture. Yes. 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 Our winner or nominee? Winner. Ooh, okay. First best picture winner. This is momentous. How exciting. So exciting. Okay, so this movie came out in 2002. Okay. Well, that's what the internet tells me, and then... And then um, I looked at, like, the release date, and it says January 2003. So this must have been one of those, like, those, like, um, they released it small and then, like, to everyone in January. Like, mm-hmm. and they were trying to get it in before the end of the year. That's my guess. Gotcha. But I don't remember, because it's 2002. I was, like, seven. <laughs> um, those were the days. The budget was $45 million, and it made, like, a, almost, it made, like, $170 million gross. So- Fairly blockbustery. Yeah, yeah. Like, you made some money. Directed by Rob Marshall. Do you know who, what else he directed? Into the Woods. Yes. Um, also, Another musical. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Which one was that? Don't remember. <laughs> uh, I feel like that was... The second one? I thought that was the fourth one. I thought that was At World's End. No, that's the third one. Yeah. So On Stranger Tides is the fourth one. You're right. Okay. Okay. Um, Memoirs of a Geisha. Okay. Into the Woods and Mary Poppins Returns. Oh. Mm. Yes. Mm. Did you, you like that? that? Many things. Did I like it? Yeah. Um. It. I mean, it just made me want to watch Mary Poppins. Like I just thought the, it was very loud. Yeah. I did like the whole like bathtub thing. <laughs> like the fact that they actually slid down a bathtub was fun. Has he only directed these four or five things? There's there's eleven movies total that he's directed. Does he have, does he have a theater background? Is that it? Like I thought he had something else. Or is this it? I thought he had two, but this is from IMDb. This is all I got. Wow. All right. Yeah. I guess he's okay. <laughs> it's uh, the little the Little Mermaid movie. Not the- oh. I think that's yeah. coming out soon. Yeah. Mary Poppins Returns, Into the Woods, Pirates of the Caribbean, On Stranger Tides, Nine. Okay. Tony, Tony Bennett, A TV Special, oh. Memoirs of a Geisha, Chicago, The Kennedy Center Honors, A Celebration of Performing Arts, and The Wonderful World of Disney. Wow, he's really got a diverse kind of resume there. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I guess he's got his niche now, though. He has a niece? And his, his, his niche... Oh, oh, his niece. Sorry, I thought he had a niece. Sorry. <laughs> Confusing. Um, this movie, like, usually I feel like we pick movies that kind of, um, there's always, like, somebody whose, like, career it's, like, the beginning of. Mm-hmm. This movie isn't really like that. Okay. Almost everyone has had careers for a while at this point, or or at least have been in things that you've heard of. Um, and it's pretty big names, I guess. Um, so Renee Zellweger. Plays yes. Roxy Hart, but I there's so she literally has so many things on her, whatever. So I just picked like a few. So before this, she was in the movie Jerry Maguire and Bridget Jones Diary. Amazing. Was before this, after she was in Shark Tale, all the other Bridget Jones movies, Cinderella Man, B movie. I had to put that in there because oh. I love that movie. <laughs> um, and then currently she's on a show on Netflix called What If. 
Did that come out yet? Yeah, it, I just saw it today mm-hmm. on Netflix when I was perusing. And she's coming up soon as an older Judy Garland. Is that for real? Is that for sure? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I saw a trailer. It's called Judy. Well, I love Judy Garland, so I'll see it. She, I think no one believed in her, but she looks pretty right. Renee Zellweger does? Yeah. That's good. Like, you don't think she would. She, she doesn't really... look left. No. <laughs> she only looks right the entire movie. Just like... <laughs> um, at this point, she's 33 years old, I think. Okay. Good to have context. Yeah. But she's, she's done a lot of things before that for having... Like, I, she must have started acting pretty young. Um... Opposite of her is Catherine Zeta-Jones as Velma Kelly. Before this, she was in... Have you ever heard of a show? It's called Darling Buds of May. That was, like, the biggest, like, chunk um, of... She'd been on a bunch of shows. Like, vaguely. She, before this, she was on a lot of TV shows, but this one had the biggest, like, number of episodes. And it was, like, 20 or something. And then she was in The Mask of Zorro. Okay, I've heard of that. Afterwards, she was in the animated film Sinbad. Um... The Legends of Zorro. Oh, wait, I saw that Sinbad movie. Yeah. <laughs> that was another one of those movies that we just bought on DVD. Yeah, exactly. It, it was not good. No. <laughs> um, Ocean's 12, Rock of Ages, and then currently she's in a show called Queen America, which I've never heard of. Yeah, it's about um, pageants, I think. Okay. It's on, she's it, in it. It's on one of those random channels that nobody has. Mm. It's like a third-tier Netflix Oh. It might even be Facebook. It might it can't, it can't be Facebook. <laughs> no, Facebook's like producing TV shows. I know, but she's better than Facebook. No, no, they they've hired big names. It is people. Facebook. I told you it was Facebook. <laughs> no, and Victoria Justice is in this. I think you have to pay for it. Do you have to pay for it? Probably. That's what like um like YouTube does now too. Yeah, and, like, every other website has its, like, I'm sure there's Twitter TV. Give me free content. Apple's, Apple iTunes is coming up soon. Like, everything, the Apple TV, but it's, like, TV shows. Yeah. With Spielberg, who didn't believe in it until he believed in it. I know, I know. It's ridiculous. And it was, like, within, like, three weeks of each other. He was, like. (laughs) He's, like, shit. He was, like, television, or Netflix should not be making movies that are considered for awards. And then, and then all of a sudden, he's making television shows for that's that's that iTunes. Anyway, um, the next person on my list is Richard Gere, plays okay. Billy Flynn. He's cute. I'm a fan. Yeah. He's like a in like an old guy way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, before this, he was in Internal Affairs, Pretty Woman, Primal Fear, Runaway Bride. After it, I haven't seen Pretty Woman or Runaway Bride. Should those be on our list? Yeah, Pretty Woman should definitely be on our list. I, okay. I didn't know you hadn't seen that. That's like a, that's a great movie. A classic. Yeah. Okay, good. It's not on anyway, there. So after, <laughs> after, he was in the um, Knights of Rodanthe, the second best exotic movie. Wait, I hotel. saw Knights of Rodanthe. Is it Rodanthe? Yeah. I used to see all those Nicholas Sparks movies. I think really? I saw most of them in theaters. Yeah. Dear John. Um, but you haven't seen A Walk to Remember. No, I have. That's like. Th- that came out before I um, could go to the theaters. Got but it. I saw Nice and Rodanthe. Then I saw Dear John, The Last Song. 
Did you see the one with Zac Efron? I don't think it's actually. Mm-hmm. No, I think works. I think that was too late. But I did see the one with Robert Pattinson called well, Remember Me. Oh, that's not Nicholas Sparks, but that movie is so dumb. Remember Me is good. <laughs> a twist. At the end twist, just... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, because I think it makes the whole movie. It's a little it. It's a little dumb, but... Yeah. No. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway, uh, he's currently on a show called Mother... Mother? Called... <laughs> called... <laughs> okay, let me try it. Let me try it again. He's currently on a show called Mother, Father, Son. It's all one word. Really? And I've never heard of that either. He's, I feel like his career... Do you think that's a Facebook show? He's probably... It's a, it's a BBC show. It's a psycho thriller. He's not oh. as cute as he used to be, Mary-Kate. No, I don't need to see it. You don't <laughs> need to show me. But if you do think he's attractive, you have to see... You have to see Pretty Woman. We, I put it on the list. Okay, and then the um, I didn't really dive deep into the rest of these people, but I made like a list of other names that are um, important. I know Queen Latif is in it. Yes, John Queen C. Riley's in it. Okay, you're literally just naming my list. <laughs> Queen Latifah, John C. Riley, Christine Baranski. Um, oh yeah, whatever. Tay Diggs and Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu's in this. Yeah. Hells yeah. Tay Diggs loves a musical. I'm just going to say it. Because <laughs> he's in Rent, too. Oh, I haven't seen that one either. Okay, add that to the list. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so those are some, some of the names of people in this movie. Um, a synopsis. Mary-Kate, first, before I do the synopsis, what do you think this movie is about? So I've heard one song that I know... And we listened to it at one time in a car ride when we were driving around Florida. It's that she had it coming. Oh, I don't remember listening to that with you. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was when we, I don't, you know, we were driving somewhere. Yeah. But um, what movie was I about to write on this list? <laughs> Sorry. Rent. Rent. Okay. So definitely they've all murdered people. That's all I know. It's definitely a musical about lady murderers. And there's a song about it. Okay. And that's it. So let me give you the, the internet synopsis. Okay. Two death row murderesses develop... Why, don't, why do you have to say murderesses? Why can't it just be murderers? Anyway. Murderesses develop Trying a Trying to sound fierce, sexy. I know, right? A fierce rivalry while competing for publicity, celebrity, and a sleazy lawyer's attention. It's described as a musical crime comedy drama. Oh. That's just everything you could ever... That's just musical crime, comedy, drama, uh, fantasy. <laughs> just say every genre <laughs> possible. Historical, Historical. Drama. Period film. <laughs> Sketch comedy. <laughs> it's fine. Um, Improv. My personal experience with this is I think I just... I uh, did theater in high school and, and at some point like decided to watch every musical movie I could get my hands on and this was just one of them. Um... I watched, um, my friends and I almost did it in a, in the talent show, that song. We were, like, going to find a way to do it oh, in okay. the talent show, and then I was like, no, let's not do that. It's probably inappropriate. <laughs> no, no, we were going to do it tastefully. Are you kidding oh. me? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't get it. Anyway, um, and then I've seen the, I've seen it on Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. It's, it's up there. It's on that Broadway. It's been there it's, for a while. It's cool, because, um, I've only seen two movies, like, actually, movies. 
two musicals. I've actually. only seen two movies. Yeah. <laughs> I've only, my whole life only seen two movies. No, but in New York, I've only seen two, like, musicals on Broadway. Mm-hmm. I've seen lots of musicals, like, in Atlanta. But, um... I saw Wicked, and that's a much bigger stage than Chicago. Like, this, the theater in for Chicago is so small. Like, I felt like I was, like... And we were close. Like, I was probably, like, six rows from the front. Mm-hmm. So that was a very different experience, which was kind of cool. Um, the My last little section here... Well, actually, a couple more sections. Um, but I wanted to kind of go through the history of the how this came to be a movie. Okay. Because it is... Like, the story itself is pretty old. So, cause it, so it takes place in, like, the 1920s. Um, but it's based on a play of the same name by Maureen Dallas Watkins, who is assigned to cover the 1924 trials of accused murderers Belua Annan and Belva Gartner for the Chicago Tribune. So two lady murderers. Um, I guess during this time, there was like a fascination with women who were murderers, Mm -hmm. like generally. Um, and usually they were killing like their husbands or guys they were dating and naturally. Um, and they, the reason behind this like fascination, they say on the internet is that, um, it was like, compared to like how the views of women were changing with like the jazz age of the 1920s. Oh, like women can be murderers too. Essentially. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> um equal rights. Yeah. There are like there was this like lore around the murderers, especially the murders especially in Chicago that women who were attractive mm-hmm. would not be convicted. And I don't know if there's like things to back that up or not, but there that was like the fascination was like is this woman actually going to get convicted because she's like a good-looking woman. Makes sense. Does it? <laughs> um, no. 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 <laughs> so the two women were are basically the... The, the real-life women are basically inspiration for Roxy and Velma, but um, Anon, who was the model for Roxy Hart, was 23 when she was accused of the murder of Harry Kalstedet. I don't know how to say that. Um, and she called her husband and said that a man tried to tried to basically rape her and so she killed him um, good and she, was, and she was found not guilty that's what's um, up Gartner who is the Velma character was a cabaret singer and divorcee and the body of Walter Law was found in her car on like draped over the steering wheel um, there was like people who said they heard gunshots coming from the car in the parking lot and then they found a gun in her car and she was still acquitted so, <laughs> there might be truth to the fact that they didn't actually get convicted. But who knows? Because that seems pretty convincing. Anyway, um, this, before it became like the musical we know it today, it was on Broadway as a play in 1926. Um, in 1927, it was made into a silent film by Cecil B. DeMille. Okay. And then it was remade in 1942 called Roxy Hart, starring Ginger Rogers. Um, in that version, Roxy actually didn't commit the murder, but she was convicted anyway. Um, so, in, like, 1960, um, some, this person, these people whose names I've never heard, Gwen Verdon and Bob Fosse. You you don't know who Bob Fosse is? Not Fosse Fosse? You know, no. the dance? Okay, they're very famous. Okay. They have a show on FX now. They do? Yeah. Anyway, they wanted to buy the rights for the play, and, and the playwriter was like, 
I guess she had become a like a born again Christian. Okay. And she was like, no, I don't want this to be made into anything else because I think it sensationalizes like a, a bad way of living or whatever. When she died, her family <laughs> was like, you wink at that and sold the rights to them. And they turned it into a musical. Um, John Kander and Fred Ebb, who scored the music, modeled each number on a traditional vaudeville act or performer. So each number is supposed to be like its own little, like vaudeville act. Okay. Um, that's all I have for the history of it. But this, and that's from the musical that's running now on Broadway. It's yes, it's the same. Oh wow! I didn't know it was that old. I think it probably has left and come back and left and come back. Okay. As as musicals usually do. Yes, seventy five Broadway, seventy nine West End, nineteen ninety six Broadway Revival, ninety seven American Tour, ninety seven West End. 2018 West End. So the one that's running now is the revival. Yeah, from 96. It's still a pretty long time. Yeah, oh yeah. I always, whenever, I remember whenever I went to Times Square in college, there would always be people dressed up as the dancers giving out flyers. Yes, yes. They must have I been knew desperate. Exactly talking about, yes. <laughs> I don't know how it's still on then. Because I've, I've seen that too. And they always put like B or C list or D list celebrities in certain roles. Yes, I, I saw someone famous. I can't remember who it was. It, it could have been anyone. They put yeah. in everyone. Everyone has been in Chicago at some point. That's how I feel about cats. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. That's true, too. Are you looking it up? I'm trying to. <laughs> Celebrities like, who have been in Chicago. It was like 2013. It was a... Uh, I'm going to find out, and we'll talk about it in the second half. Okay. Um, my final tidbit is, at the 75th Academy Awards, this movie wins Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress for Catherine Zeta-Jones, Best Costume Design, Film Editing, and Sound. Best Sound. Fun fact, this movie swept the Oscars the same year as our movie from last week, Spirited Away, won its Oscar. Amazing! Mm-hmm. This is such a two thousand a two thousand three year. What what? Um. Oh, Tay I, Diggs was in this I, on Broadway too. Okay. Sorry. I was about to say, did I not say Tay Diggs was <laughs> in this movie? We'll t- we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it. Later. <laughs> all right. So that's all I have to say on the background of this film. Awesome! Awesome! I'm excited. I think you'll like it. I mean, it's it's not my favorite like movie musical, mm-hmm. but it's pretty good. That's, uh, that's what I like to hear. It's not it's no Mamma Mia, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> well, it's, you you just can't compare. You just exactly. can't. You compare. just can't compare it to Meryl Streep and some overalls. That's just it's the truth. Fashion icon slash queen. Okay, exactly. See you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chicago Theater is proud to announce the first, the first time anywhere there's been an act of this nature. Not only one little lady, but two. You've read about them in the papers, and now here they are, Chicago's own killer dillers, those scintillating sinners, Roxy Hart and Velma Kelly. So, welcome back. Post viewing, Mary Kate, what did you think? I, drum roll please. 
I quite enjoyed this movie. Do you think we should, like, find an actual drum noise I can put in, or should we just keep just going like this? I think, you know, we're kind of a DIY kind of podcast, <laughs> so... So we'll just leave it at... For budgetary reasons, it's just going to be kind of thing. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did, I did. I wasn't sure at first. Really? It's not that it was slow, I was just... I just didn't know what to make of it, I think, okay. until it was all concluded. I liked the vignette style thing. I thought that yeah. was that was different. Yeah. Um, I think this is the first time I've watched it since I saw it in a stage version. Okay. I think that it actually works better in a movie than it does on the stage. Like the like the vignette kind of thing. Or just like the difference between like the what's in her head versus what you're actually what's actually being seen. Yeah, like you can see that the set is the same. Like I was thinking the court room scene like the razzle dazzle number it's the same set yeah which obviously i don't think they could do on broadway in the same way it would be more interpretive yeah cool um (laughs) all right let's go into some internet facts okay okay because those are basically all the notes i have today (laughs) um So Rob Marshall wanted Catherine Zeta-Jones to keep her hair long for the film, which first off doesn't make sense because women didn't have long hair at that time. Mm-hmm. So Rob Marshall's wrong. But she was like, no, I want a short bob because um, she didn't want people to think that she wasn't doing her own dancing. I don't really know how the two is. Oh, so if like if she had long hair and it got in her face, then they could people could say she was someone oh, filled in for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with short hair, it's like, no, it's me. It's her. It's me. Um, she was originally offered the role of Roxy, but when she found out that Velma sings the um, all that jazz song, she was like, "No, I want, I want to be Velma," which is interesting because this I think Velma is a much smaller part. Yeah, but she still won the Oscar for it. Yeah, she did win the Oscar. She did. So let's talk about that for it. a second because I think that Roxy is like completely unlikable. I, yeah, I don't, I don't like her at all. Like, I she didn't, annoys me. I didn't care about her. Like I thought Renee Zellweger's performance was fine, but at first she was like emotionally unbalanced yeah there's a lot of parts where i'm like wow renee zellweger is really good in this and then at the end i'm still like i'd rather her go to jail because she's annoying like yeah i was just like because she i don't know it's just a whole mess she's just not it's just not a likable character basically the only person i care about in this movie or i feel for is amos i feel sad for him the whole movie it's not nothing is fair for him he's he like He's so he makes this really good sad face. I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's okay, they're there. And he's so gullible too. Like when she was, when they were like, yeah, it's your baby. He was like, oh my god. Even it's, though, like scientifically, he it had to make, have known. Yeah, but like he just, he just wanted a baby. It's so sad. Yeah, and she really played everyone around. Yeah, her. she like played the she played the game. Mm-hmm. She's like basically a Game of Thrones character. I mean, in the end, they both ended up with something, so I guess it's... Well, except Amos, who just walked away alone, hopefully to find someone much better for him. We'll see. Yeah, but apparently all the women in Chicago are killing their husbands, so... (laughs) So, maybe it's not a good time to be dating right now. He should move, honestly. He should just move. He seems more like a farmer kind of guy. Yeah, how did he end up in Chicago? I don't know. Maybe somewhere in the Midwest, I feel like, would be good for him. Pennsylvania. Which isn't in the Midwest, but just another farmy option. Okay. I could see it. Um, Richard Gere took tap dance lessons for three months for this 
Everyone was very good. I yeah. thought everyone did a great job. And I was actually going to wonder if they did all their own dancing because it looks like they did. Yeah, I think they did. And it and looks their like... their own singing from what I can find online. Yeah, and then it didn't... Because, you know, in some movies they'll have, like, musical movies, they'll have dancers do the harder dance numbers and then mm-hmm. they'll just kind of dance around the main performer. Yeah. So that person doesn't have to dance as heavily. But it looked like they really, like, trained for this. Yeah. Um, apparently when he... So he prepared for three months for that and then it only took like half a day of filming to film that scene <laughs> which which one the razzle dazzle or that the tap dancing or the okay. whatever tap no it's not razzle dazzle it's the tap one okay yeah it was good I, I did like that like i at least for me when i watched the the um he had a coming song or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't they all seemed like they were really good dancers too and i don't know any of them but i'm assuming that they like probably found actual like dancers for that yeah that's what i was thinking but i thought like the performers all like, it didn't seem like they were faking it. Like, they, no. they put their all into it, which I respected. Yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah. good. I, I really liked the dancing. It was probably the best part of this movie for me. It's a mm-hmm. very dancey movie, obviously. Oh, yeah. if it and was the choreography is, like, awesome. really, really good. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, Originally, Rob Marshall was not attached to this project. It was Nicholas Heitner. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Me neither. But um, he was, again, it was, like, maybe a couple years before Rob Marshall was attached to this movie, okay. um, and Charlize Theron was supposed to play Roxy at that point. Oh. And when it got passed on to Rob Marshall, um, she had to re-audition. Oh, and, and she, she got lost cut. It. Yeah, she lost Shit. it. Shit. I know. It seemed I like ima- I honestly can't imagine her in this. I could maybe see it, but I feel like it would be like Renee Zellweger was very. I don't know, like. Her character is very wishy-washy at first. Like, she's kind of flailed around, honestly. She was like a wet noodle. And then eventually she became non-wet noodle. She yeah. played the game and whatnot. But I feel like Charlize Theron, I wouldn't believe her as, like, anything except a regular noodle. <laughs> Not a wet, a dry noodle. <laughs> she would be a dry noodle. And I'm standing by that statement. Um, let's see what's next. Okay, so in the Mr. Cellophane song, uh, John C. Riley apparently loves clowns. Okay. Um, and it was his idea to put the makeup on during the number instead of just having it, like, on. Mm-hmm. And then he designed the makeup himself. Oh, wow. So He's really hands-on with this character. Have you seen those memes that are, like... It's like a girl. She's crying. Oh, she's, she's putting, putting on, on the, the makeup. That's yeah. literally Mr. Cellophane. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Out of all the dancing in the movie, his was the least impressive. He didn't really do anything except kind of, like... But he got you emotionally, so that's all that mattered. Like, that's true. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't that emotional about him. I, he made, I, more than once, he made me make this face, which no one can see. <laughs> the, the sad, pouty face where I was like, man, I feel for Oh, him. I was... I just kind of, like, hmm, frowned a little bit. I guess, like, I really enjoyed this movie, but I wasn't super emotionally invested in it. Probably because well, no, kind of light. Most people were assholes too. In the end, but I still enjoyed it. Um, let's see what's next. Okay, did you? So this is actually very interesting, and I I didn't understand the fact when I first read it, and then I had to look it up. So the, apparently, they're okay. You know, in the movie, when at the end, when they're like, okay, we're gonna work together mm-hmm. and perform together. And Roxy's like, well, shouldn't the names go alphabetically? 
that apparently was like a real life fight that that was actually happening between the two of them. Renee Zellweger for the movie poster. I guess they both wanted like the top billing on the poster. Mm. So that means like either if it's if the names are listed left to right, they wanted to be the first one on the left, or if it was top to bottom, they wanted to be. I the think top Ren- name on the list. Renee won. I feel like I've seen her name. That's okay. So. They settled for diagonal billing, is what this is called. And it's it's so weird. I was like, what the, what does that even mean? What does diagonal billing mean? So I looked it up. I looked up the poster. Every poster I could find. So it's it's um, Catherine Zeta-Jones' name is first, from left to right. Okay. But it's lower than Renee Zellweger's name, which is on the right side of the poster. So Renee Zellweger's name is higher on the poster, but on the right side rather than the left. It's ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, she's obviously the lead character. Yeah, she is. I wonder who got paid more, though, because based on what you said, it sounded like Catherine Zeta-Jones was a done deal to be in this movie, regardless Mm -hmm. of who was directing it, as opposed to everyone else. It was kind of meh. Yeah. So, I I, could see that. I wonder if she got paid more. I wonder if they got paid the same, even though Renee Zellweger's part was Who was was more famous at the time? They seemed like they were of equal... Fame. Amounts fame, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, she, I think she's married to Michael Douglas by this point already. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Because yeah, she... They were married for a while. I mean, yeah. they're still married. Um. Okay. So, d- when they're trying to figure out, like, Roxy's, like, background, when he's, like, giving her all these different things, like, oh, you're from Mississippi, your parents are dead, mm. whatever... Apparently, those were all, like, cliches of women trying to enter show business at the time. Mm-hmm. And so people that would, like, that were women that were trying to become famous, if they were like, oh, yeah, I'm wealthy, my parents are dead, I'm an orphan, my husband is violent towards me, everyone knew they were faking it. Like, it was, like, like a red flag, and it, people would always be ridicule them for that. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was interesting. That is. Um, in the stage version, which I don't remember this, so this might not be part of the play anymore, but in the original stage version, Mary Sunshine, do you know what character that is? Yeah, uh, Christine Baranski. Yeah. Christine Sh- Yeah. In the original stage version, that character is played by a man pretending to be a woman, like in Harrisbury, John Travolta. Interesting. Version, yeah. But in the, and like, it's supposed to be like very convincing to where like nobody knows. Until? Until the second act when, um it's revealed that she's actually a man and like someone like rips her wig off and says things are not as they actually appear or something i don't remember that though so i feel like it's not part of it anymore Mm -hmm. but apparently it used to be interesting um so originally rob marshall miramax because this is a miramax movie we talked about Mm -hmm. this off the podcast but um, wait miramax is done right they're gone yeah, that's the Weinstein. Oh, I thought his was the Weinstein company. Oh, maybe. Uh, are you sure? Let's look it up. <laughs> yeah, it's Harvey Weinstein. Oh. So. That fucker. <laughs> but whatever. So they brought in um, Rob Marshall originally to discuss, like, a film version of Rent. Okay. Because this was before that movie was made. And then he was like, but actually I'd rather make this, I'd rather make Chicago. And he, he described it as a musical, on the musical inside Roxy's mind. 
and that was how they like were like okay this guy's got an idea we'll go with that i did like like the structure of it it was very i think it's good storytelling yeah and it's unique like the way sure. it bounces back and forth and i thought his style uh, who's the director again Rob it's not Rob. for some reason i thought it was someone else <laughs> um how he the camera's kind of like shaky he, he gets into it pretty mm-hmm. deeply and just compared to his other films like into the woods which is so traditional yeah like this is so i would almost say edgy compared to that so it's his w- first feature film apparently yeah which is crazy to think how it's it's so well done mm-hmm. for that and then after that he just kind of does these boring musicals now i liked into the woods yeah but would you say it was like as artistic as this no but i still liked it <laughs> like if i had to rank them it'd be this movie into the woods and then mary poppins returns so i don't think harvey weinstein's not listed as a producer on this he was listed as a producer for another best picture nominee gangs of new york that year but when chicago won martin richards the producer was the one that collected the award just following up on that prior yeah, but Miramax is thing. still Harvey Weinstein. Well, they, he's founded he production company. He's not part of Miramax anymore. I don't think Miramax exists anymore. It doesn't? Or Disney, I think Disney bought it or something. Yeah, I think, uh, they, it looks like they just did the new Halloween movie. Because oh. it's on their page. Anyway. I guess we don't need to, <laughs> to delve into that. Um... Did you realize that the, you like you understood that the Russian or I don't think she was Russian, Hungarian something. Yeah. She was innocent. Yeah. Um, and did you notice that the scarf was white instead of red when she? Yes, I did notice that. Okay. I thought that was interesting. Um, apparently, Catherine Zeta Jones was pregnant when they filmed this movie. No way. Yes, and I guess when she started to show, they used a body double for her, like the back shots of her. Mm-hmm. And then they would film from, like, the waist up, which you can kind of tell in some of the... I noticed... I thought yeah. there was a lot of interesting choices in terms of, Even when they're of, dancing, like, like they'll yeah. go... It, in the last song, I noticed they um, would they would show, like, close-up shots of her dancing and then, like, a wide one and then a close-up. I still feel like she did her own dancing. Like, what was she the did, point of, of her, like... I don't want anyone to think it's a body double, but they used a body double. For just the back shots, though. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I mean, also, this is on the internet, so who, who knows if this is real? That is like, true. This is an IMDb fact. <laughs> Those are the the riskiest ones. At yeah. least Wikipedia has some citations, generally. Those, those citations sometimes lead to pretty shitty websites, based on research I've done for other yeah. movies. Um, so I meant to do more research on this. We might have to do this right now. But this fact says, as of 2018... The most recent of the 10 best pictures to not win either best screenplay or best director. So I guess it's only been 10 movies that didn't win, that won best picture but didn't win best screenplay or best director. And this is the most recent one. Did you know that Chicago was the first musical film to win best picture since 1968? Wait, say that again? Uh, Chicago was the first musical to win best picture yeah, since 19... 19- yeah, I have every, a list of every movie that won. That was a musical to win Best Picture. And I was going to quiz you on them. But now... (laughs) No, quiz me, quiz me! Stop doing your own research, Mary Kate. (laughs) I love quizzes. Quiz me. 
I'm not there yet, so hold on. Ugh, fine. So who won Best Picture last year was Green Book, and they won Best Screenplay. So that still applies. Oh, that fact that. still applies. Why did that happen? Yeah, I don't know why I brought that up. I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt. nauseous now. Yeah. Do we want to dive into the Oscar... Uh, f- like, the Oscar wins of this film? I've got it pulled up. I thought we already talked about that at the beginning. Well, I was going to talk about, like, how did it win Best Picture... Have you seen any of the other movies on the list? No, I don't know what else was nominated. Okay, I so it, it was Gangs of New York, which is a Martin Scorsese film. The Hours, which is about Virginia Woolf. That was by Stephen Daldry. Nicole Lord Kidman. of the... What? With Nicole Kidman. Yeah. That's, actually, this was the same year she won her Oscar mm-hmm. as Virginia Woolf. Uh, the Pianist by Roman Polanski. And Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. The rest of them sound really boring, so I could see why this would win. <laughs> it just, out of all of them, it seems like the quote-unquote lightest. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm surprised. For, well, Lord of the Rings is like, that's so blockbustery. it's insane to me that that was a... Yeah, and the, well, we'll, we'll save this for our Lord of the Rings podcast when that finally happens. Well, it's just, it's weird because, like, that was back when there was only five movies nominated, mm-hmm. and the fact that one of them went to a Lord of the Rings movie. Well, all and three... this movie is interesting. <laughs> all three of the Lord of the Rings films were nominated, and Return of the King won Best Picture, mm-hmm. which is crazy at the time. But I, I guess it's different, because we don't know how, you know, neither of us were following along award season like we do mm-hmm. now, so it's hard to tell. Was Chicago always a front runner? Was it... You know, was it Scorsese? Because I feel like every time Martin Scorsese puts out a film, because uh, I noticed with The Departed, there was always like, it's his year, it's his year, and then it never would be. So, I don't know. Just interesting to think about. It also won for Best Supporting Actress. She beat out Kathy Bates, Queen Latifah, Julianne Moore, and Meryl Streep. That's interesting because all of um, those people, I didn't, there were so many people that were, like, attached to this project at some point that I didn't, like, really make a list of them. Mm-hmm. But I know that Kathy Bates, Julianne Moore... Who was the other person you just named? Nicole Kidman? No. Uh, Meryl Streep, Queen Latifah, Kathy Bates, Julianne Moore. Okay, I know Julianne Moore and Kathy Bates were both, at some point, considered for the role that Queen Latifah had in... Wait, Julianne Moore was considered for Queen Latifah's yeah. role? That yeah. makes... What? I'm telling you what the <laughs> internet told me. Um... Interesting. It also won. What else did it win? It was nominated for Best Original Song. It looks like the song I Move On was new for the movie. Hmm. Didn't win, though. No. I forget which one that was, so I guess it wasn't that good. Uh, Best Sound, Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, and Best Film Editing, which I'm into. It really... I thought it was well edited. Like, it was... It was kind of, like, all over the place, but in a good way, like, in a cool way. I thought the cinematography was really good, too. Yeah, and I liked the costumes, what little of them there were. Mm-hmm. This was mostly underwear. I didn't understand, like, conceptually why they were in jail and sometimes they got to wear regular clothes. Yeah, like, Catherine Zeta jones was always, like, walking around and she's got her, her shawl. She's got that little, like, thing that she wears. Yeah. And, and sometimes know. Roxy was, too. I didn't get it. And then Ma was just like, she had her shirt undone at one point. Yeah, she was basically <laughs> naked at one point. Hang, hanging out with her girlfriends. So that was interesting, for sure. Um, the only two, 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 oh my god. The well, only. <laughs> mush mouth over here. <laughs> 
The only two people I wrote down that were like other casting potential, were, and I wrote them down because one is interesting and one has to do with Clueless because Alicia <gasps> Silverstone auditioned for Roxy from Clueless. Sure. What? How old was she during this then? When did Clueless Probably come out? It would have been like mid 20s. Okay. 95. She, okay. She auditioned for what part? Roxy. Oh, okay. And then Michael Jackson was considered for Billy Flynn at some point, which that's a very different movie. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would have kind of taken you out of it. Yeah. Because I think he's probably too famous at that time. Yeah, I think so, too. Richard Gere, uh, Gere, 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 he did a good job. Richard Gere Cheese. <laughs> Gere, Gere Cheese. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, Gooyer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> so, Mary-Kate, you already mm-hmm. looked up the musicals, so I was going to ask you to, make, I didn't, to I guess. Didn't, I didn't look up anything. I was going to tell you there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, ten total. Ever to be nominated or to win? Win. Musicals. Yeah. Damn. I think. <laughs> and I was going to have you guess three of them. See if you can name three of them. Is one of them Singing in the Rain? Yes. Is one of them... I won't say Oliver because I already kind of looked that one up. Is one of them The Greatest Show on Earth? No. Damn. I wasn't sure if that was a musical or not. Um, Annie. No. <laughs> Wait, let me just... Uh, 42nd Street. No. <laughs> I'll give you I'm one trying to think guess. of old musicals. Give no, me more. I need more. Two more. Uh, um, um. Oh, wait. Singing in the Rain did not win. Fuck! You didn't get any, right? <laughs> wait, give me three more guesses. Um. Shit, I don't know. Don't tell me. Um. I'm trying to think of, like, old. A Star is Born. No. The, the first one. Ah. Oh. Okay, I'm just going to tell you now. At no! Because <laughs> we're wasting too much time on this. Okay, so the Broadway Melody, the Never Great Ziegfeld, Going Zeke, My Way. I think it's Ziegfeld. Whatever. <laughs> An American in Paris, oh. Gigi, which is that, we talked about that movie on the Clueless podcast, because mm-hmm. it was the one that had the musical cue of her coming down the stairs. West Side Story, My Fair oh, Lady. I f- forgot about West Side Story. The Sound of Music. Oliver and Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, okay. And that's that's it. Exciting. That was a fun guessing game. That was really. I do not accept this defeat gracefully. Uh, <sighs> who do you think had the best performance? Hmm. I'm gonna go with the obvious and say Catherine Zeta-Jones. Okay. I think she was the most interesting character. What about you? I was gonna say Renee Zellweger. Really? Mm-hmm. Even though you thought she was the most annoying. Yeah, even though I hate her, but she did a good job. Her, although the only thing is her southern accent was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> like pretty unconvincing. I was like, oh, okay. Um. Also, I like that like Catherine Zeta Jones was trying to like pair up with her like basically from like half the movie through. It wasn't like a last minute like idea. Like mm-hmm. she was trying to team up with her earlier on too. Um what I thought go ahead. 
based on my preconceptions, like you said, they were both trying to get with the lawyer. I thought it was going to be romantically. Yeah. I like that it's not, though. I yeah, me that's, too. That's makes what for I was, a better story. That's what I was going to say. Like, it's... Because that would have been very typical. Like, yeah. you're fighting over a man, blah, blah, blah. And, and, she, and they like, still tries. Were. She tries to, like... Um, instead of paying him. She t- I can't... Yeah. And yeah. he's like, call me when you have $5,000. Like, <laughs> now that we have that out of the way. Yeah. He, yeah. He goes, now that you got that out of your system. It's <laughs> funny. Um, what musical... What music number was your favorite? You know, pick, it's You tough. can pick more than one if you want, because there's a lot. I think my favorite song was All That Jazz and Selbach Tango. Mm-hmm. But my favorite number, I think, was the razzle dazzle one and the okay. finale one where they're like shooting the thing. They, yeah. I thought that had the, the best dancing. I think the finale one, when my si- my sister, my younger sister, um, danced competitively. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, but she um, did that song as a duet with her duet partner one year, and it was per my suggestion, the last song. Mm-hmm. How's she um, gonna feel about you saying that it was your idea? It was my idea, a thousand percent. Is that what she remembers? She won't remember any of it. She's literally, she was literally, <laughs> she was probably like ten. Like she literally doesn't remember it. They did a Chicago themed dance number at ten. Mm-hmm. How'd it go? It was good. They was won well, some awards. Well received. Yeah, they got some medals. <laughs> <laughs> Critically acclaimed. <laughs> anyway, um, my favorite are the Subblock Tango. Mm-hmm. And then I also like the um, the one with the mirrors. Do you know what I'm talking about? Which one is that? I think it's Ro- Rox. She just keeps saying her name, Roxy Hart or whatever. Oh, Roxy. It's, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. black and then like a randomly a mirror will appear. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I did like that. Yeah, I thought visually was, that was really good. It was very, like the dance numbers especially felt like films theater. Yeah. Less than like a traditional movie musical when I think like you know I just saw Aladdin (laughs) not to bring that up but the singing in this movie in these older musical movies sounds like they're actually singing as Mm -hmm. opposed to in these newer ones especially the Disney ones where it all sounds you can hear the auto-tune like you can literally hear like like when Emma Watson Ooh. Yeah, ridiculous. And she she probably none of them are probably even that bad of singers. No. But they they auto-tune it to the point where it, it's just bland. A lot of people accredit this movie to being like the um like the revival of movie musicals. Mm-hmm. Like all like all the big ones come after this like Rent, Mamma Mia, Hairspray. All that. Mulan Rouge, well Mulan Rouge was around the same time as this movie. So That was a good movie. And then I think that all of those movies lead to Disney live action movies. So, so you think it was? So I blame mo- Chicago. <laughs> so you think it was not a desire for money, but the reemergence of the movie musical that no, brought just, about the live no, it action. No, just made it. It just made it people real, like them realize they could make live action musicals. I will say the the dancing in Aladdin was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as this because it felt so because this felt so authentic as opposed to that which, while good, felt bland. I saw a tweet. And I want you to confirm or deny this is about Aladdin. Okay. Somebody tweeted that Aladdin ends with someone yelling, with DJ Khaled yelling his own name. It does. It does? So it doesn't like, it's not quite like that, but the credits, the end credits song is sung by DJ Khaled and Will Smith. So he goes, Will Smith, DJ Khaled. And that's how like the end credits kick off. So that's 
That's real. Can I'm a, confirm. I'm a thousand percent m- so much more assured in my decision. Not to see it. To have not seen that movie. It's, I'm, it just makes me worry for The Lion King. I just hope they don't auto, just, you don't have, you don't have to auto-tune them. Everyone sings fine. Well, if you're auto-tuning Beyonce, then something's wrong. That's fucked up. Yeah, Beyonce and Donald Glover. Though I think the strongest parts of Lion King for me are the music, like the, the score, none of, like the songs are great. Like you can't auto-tune Circle of Life. Uh-uh. What the? No. We'll talk about that when that happens. I'm going to be really pissed if I go to Lion King and it's just like, maybe. I can't do a good auto-tune sound, but you know, it's just, yeah. it's just flat. Well, I'm putting my all of my live-action Disney movie eggs in one basket. Okay. So you can only King. see one a year. One a year. I'm giving myself one a year. There's and been this, so many this year. This year it has to be Lion King, so it better be good. I mean, we've got Dumbo, Aladdin, and Lion King. That's three before summer's even over. I don't remember. How many more? Beauty and the Beast was. Was Beauty and the Beast last year? No, because we saw it together. I think it was the year before. Did Did we see it? Yeah, we did. I didn't live. I didn't live there a year ago, so I think it had to have been two. But it was like it came out in like March. Did it? Yeah. I don't think we. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before as well, but. Um. We saw it in the big theater. It's 2017. What a time. I mean, and it's not like musicals can't do this anymore. Because, like, we look at uh, La La Land, which nobody sounds auto-tuned. You can look at Les Mis, where they did all their singing live, which maybe wasn't the best idea, but they tried. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't really seen Into the Woods. Does it sound you really tuned Into up? The Woods. Like, I saw the first 30 minutes, but it was kind of boring. Sorry. Don't roll your eyes at me. Doesn't sound auto tuned in my opinion, but I only saw it once, so I okay. need to. Mamma Mia doesn't Anna sound auto tuned. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's great. And Emily Blunt. That's yes. a good. That's Meryl Streep. That's a good. I just cast. I I remember watching it while I was at Disney, and I just maybe I was just tired. Maybe I was tired that day. So. <laughs> I was just really hungry that day. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't. Focus. I couldn't enjoy it. I was hungry. <laughs> Do you have any fun facts? More fun facts? That's all I have to say about the movie Chicago. All right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. So tune in next week where we talk about 20... I should have been ready for this. Wow. that was. I thought this was more recent. 2012 Best Picture winner Argo. Which famously didn't win Best Director. Famously was not nominated for Best Director. Oh, not even nominated. Bitches. Funny enough, I just read a fun fact about it, but that kind of ties into a star's form. But I'll save it oh, yeah, for we'll uh, later. It's Bradley Cooper was robbed. <laughs> but we'll have some fun things to talk about with that. Um, and yeah, that's it for Fresh Take a Movie Podcast. Just a reminder to like, subscribe, review, write a review, give five stars, or however many stars you feel like we deserve, but it should be five, probably. Yeah, I, I just want five. Yeah, just if, five. And if you want to write something bad, you can write it. The bad review just also put five stars. <laughs> we really just want to hear I just from care you. About numbers. <laughs> we just want it to go up so more people hear about us and spread spread the word. Well, also importantly, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fresh Take Mauve Pod. That's Fresh Take Mauve Pod. Mauve or Mauve? 
whatever it is. It's M-O-V-Pod. 